record. All, All right. right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise and Rescue Bots podcast. <laughs> I'm Rob. I'm special guest star Jen. And I'm watching this episode out of proper continuity. I'm David. Yes, Yay. we are a little out of order here, as this apparently takes yeah, place I didn't realize. after the last season of Rescue Bots. Oh, okay. As we'll find out, because they mention meeting in a mission that has we have not seen yet. I was wondering yeah, about that. Light mentions hmm. knowing of the Rescue Bots, and it's like, oh, that should not be there. <laughs> we missed an episode. That did not occur yet. And in fact, this this order this opens somewhat like a rescue bots uh, episode because there is indeed immediate peril. Yay! <laughs> yes. It's important. You got to have peril to start the episode. This this plane is about to crash, and specifically, it's about to crash into uh, one of Windblade's caches, as mentioned in the. Well, actually, I guess I should mention. Well, it's about to crash into a mountain. Yes. But, oh yeah. But anyway, this uh, this first aired May thirteenth, twenty seventeen, uh, written by Johnny Hartman who previously wrote Impounded and Mighty Big Trouble. Hmm. And uh, it looks like he's currently writing uh, for the current uh, Power Rangers series. Okay. I guess they have writers on those. (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, there are some episodes, mostly older ones in the middle era, where, like, they just rewrote the Japanese episode... (laughs) To use as much footage as they could. And sometimes they need to write an elaborate episode explaining to American audiences what pachinko is. Yes. Or they have to explain that uh, their uh, several characters have left to be to go to a peace conference because we didn't want to pay them more money. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this plane is about to crash, and of course they know that if people then come to rescue him, they will then find what is in this cache, and they will no longer be robots in disguise. It'll be a problem. Mm-hmm. So, Sideswipe, of course, is apparently getting on everybody's nerves uh, in this episode. And he's I mean, been, been blowing it on like, the reg. I feel like that's kind of par for the course. Like, he's well, yes. really usually getting on everybody's nerves. Yeah, but it's, it's it almost feels like regression, but it's every season. Like he gets better as the season goes on, but then he gets worse again at the beginning of the new season. And yet, here feels like the worst he's ever been throughout this entire episode. See, so yeah. other than like maybe the first episode. Yeah, so he starts scampering up this cliff to save this plane, but instead, the cliff uh, collapses, and now both of them have to be saved. Also, as yeah. he as he goes to start scrambling up this cliff, uh, oh. Strongarm points out that Sideswipe has accumulated quite a list of mishaps, and I, I feel I just imagine that she literally keeps a list of them. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Strongarm absolutely seems like she she literally could pull out her little iPad and pull up a list in, I don't know, notes or something of everything that Sideswipe has done wrong. Yes, Would you prefer them in chronological order or escalation of incident? Oh no, I bet she has a spreadsheet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, and like, Sideswipe's like, doesn't he mention like trying to hop on the plane? Yes. It's like, was she trying to do 
Sky Surfing or Jet Judo? He, he is joining the Sky Surfer Strike Force. I mean, Jet Judo is what Sideswipe and his his previous generation brother are known for. Well, yes, and I, I will note the cartoon Sky Sky Surfer Strike Force does indeed have a guy named Sore Loser S O A R. <laughs> Who is like a grunge guy? Question mark. Oh no! That well, seems like it, that seems like it's going to feel like an attack on me personally. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's another show we'll probably do an episode on one of these days. We probably will. And that, that's also definitely another uh, animators uh, need an outlet for their repressed desires kind of cartoon. Oh no. Ooh. Oh no! I know that uh, that was a co-production with some Japanese company. I think. Well, I know that they had the Japanese uh, band Super Junkie Monkey oh, uh, yeah. doing the theme song. Oh boy! Yeah, it's a pretty good theme song. At least catchy. Anyway, so uh, so Bumbley has to save this plane, but then who's going to save uh, Sideswipe? Oh, good news, we. Griffin Rock called, and they just sent us the worst rescue bot. It's Blur! <laughs> well, Aww. No, he's definitely the worst rescue bot. He is. Yes. He is. That's fine. <laughs> the best rescue bot is, of course, all of the others in a tie for first. He is the worst. <laughs> what? Everyone I, um, else. Yeah, I don't know. You can make an argument for all the others. He is... He, he's the one with the most potential for growth because he sucks. Yes. Yeah, it's important <laughs> in a show like that to have the characters have potential for growth. And boy, does he have a lot of potential for growth. As a brief aside, as we are, are mentioning rescue bots, uh, on The Mandalorian this season, uh, Blades' voice actor Parvesh China has been playing a droid who always sounds very concerned and is always freaking out just a little bit. Yes. Oh, oh, is he voicing the, um... The copper droid. Yes. Karga's robot. Yes, yes. Yeah. Grief Karga's Grief Karga. copper. He's always, like, in the credits as, like, Navarro copper droid. But yes, oh. the one who's always, like, extremely concerned about everything. Like this, good casting. He's good at being concerned about things. Yes. And so yeah, you know, he says that uh, you know, Green Rocks thought that I could uh, you know sort of uh, learn and grow from uh, from you guys. I like that. Sideswipes greeting is shouldn't you be rescuing someone? Yes. He's like I am. I'm rescuing you. And also, probably gets a, a who the helix. Uh, Ooh, I, I I assume at one point that was who the helix, but too close. Too close. Gotta gotta be careful there with the the BS and P. Mm -hmm. What there is of it. Yeah, I'm not even sure what exists anymore. I, I don't know. It's like old square people putting their their yeah. stamp on stuff. I don't think that. I, I don't know. I don't think it matters anymore. I think it's basically just the corporations deciding how they feel about, like, protecting their trademarks at this yes. point. Yes. 
So yeah, so you know, Blur is is you know sucking up to everybody. He's very impressed with everybody, and Sideswipe immediately thinks that Blur is there to replace him. <laughs> yes, he is just immediately insecure about this. Like, there's room for one fast guy. He's a fast guy. I'm a fast guy. Obviously, they're going to kick me out. Maybe I'll have to become a rescue bot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, no. That would go way worse. I mean, he would immediately become the worst rescue bot. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, they so they, they they dig into this cache. It turns out it is full of a bunch of weapons and also a weapons designer, Ragebite, who is a scientist and weapons designer who sold his weapons to criminals and is there along with the super explosive he was trying to make. He's a shark. Yes. Yes, he's a shark decon. Well, a hammerhead shark. Yes. He's a shark decon, and he's like that sharky model. You know. Yes. The uh, we model. all the way back in the first season. Uh, who was that guy? That was Hammerstrike. Mm. Who was David K? Oh, that's <clears throat> right. Oh, oh, oh! There's a really good joke. That, um, oh no! When Blur shows up and then, like he's introducing and he knows everybody's name already, he—I forget if he asks or Grimlock says, "Do you want my Dinograph?" Yes. <laughs> Grimlock asks him if he wants his dinograph, and that, that Blur is a fantastic is like, joke. Yes, because from from the other Autobots, he would get autographs. Yes, <laughs> but he's a Dinobot, so he gets a dinograph. Oh, it's such a perfect joke. Wow, I, I yeah, I missed that. I that's great. Yes. Mm. I do appreciate that Blur was sort of known for being like I don't know like thinking very highly of himself and not wanting to deal with everyone else so I like here he's at least like genuinely excited to be meeting all of these very cool people who I'm sure he feels he should be assigned with and not those boring rescue bots yes hmm. so yeah he uh you know, so they, they load up all this stuff onto uh, Grimlock's trailer. They're driving it back to the base. But then, uh, sides, you know, and Blur is just talking, talking to Bumblebee and, you know, you know brown nosing, I guess. And this, and then Sideswipe is, this is driving him to distraction. So he just passes strong arm, causing this cataclysmic car accident. <laughs> It's, it's, oh, it's, the it's, most epic fish tailing I've seen in a while. It's, it's like a Final Destination movie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes. they, they, just, they just narrowly they just narrowly missed Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> oh no! Somebody's gonna have to talk to Tony Todd about this. <laughs> Anyways, and so the, yeah, the, the, the stasis pod the goes. Ca- the cash goes over where Grimlock's flipped over on his back. Everything else crashes into the water. Yes, and of course the shark Takan escapes, and uh, he speaks with the voice of Christopher Swindle, mm-hmm. who is like also a- good job dropping the water guy into water. Good yes, job there, excellent job. Like maybe you could have 
dumped him in a desert or something. But no, no, he had to drop his pod into water. Like when they were first introducing them, I heard the name wrong, and I was like, "Wait, he's called Rage Butt." <laughs> oh no! According to the TF Wiki, it's spelled "bite" with a Y. Yes, of indeed, it is. Oh no! <laughs> like Skybite. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he is also much like our last person, uh, a big video game guy. Yes. And also like a big EDR like in- voice matching guy for movies and stuff. Oh. I wonder if he was in Tactics Ogre. Everyone was in Tactics Ogre. <laughs> including friend of the community, Frank Todaro. Yeah. Christopher Swindle? He needs to voice a Swindle! <laughs> oh wow! They have a Gudetama cartoon. Oh, what? Now? Is that about cheese? No, it's about oh. an egg that I oh. personally oh oh feel, that cartoon. Yes, who I personally feel very protective of because they keep calling him lazy, even though he's clearly clinically depressed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm still confused. They made a cartoon. That's that sort of depressed. That's that sort of depressed-looking egg guy. Yes, yeah, the depressed yolk. Okay, I think I have seen that. He looks very, very sad. He's not lazy. He's clearly <laughs> dealing with mental illness. So yeah, he gets his. Uh, he takes. He finds his explosives, and he immediately sets out to find the secret ingredient to his super bombs. Hmm. Which is packing peanuts. Yeah, it turns out it's packing extruded polystyrene. Extruded polystyrene. When was the last time you saw packing peanuts used in packing? I I feel like it's been like five years. Yeah, I always get those like inflated bags of air. Yeah, yeah it's the inflated the bags. That, I get a lot of paper these days. All the ones that I've seen recently are like from boxes that I've unpacked from ten years ago. Yeah, old shit. Hmm. Nobody uses styrofoam anymore. Well, well obviously because, uh, you know, we, we had to keep them out of the hands of uh, robot sharks who kept uh, <laughs> trying to make them into super bombs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like They saw this episode. They knew why. He took all of them. Anyway, so, you know, they, they, they take what they can back and then, you know, they are going to have to, uh, they're going to have to chase after Rage Bite. Sorry, I've now gone down the rabbit hole of looking people up on IMDb, and I'm going to stop there. And, and I just have hiccups. <laughs> and he sort of got this sort of very Omega Supreme-esque speech pattern. Yeah, well, he's trying to be very clinical scientist, which Maybe like doesn't quite work. like how uh, Shockwave is written on occasion. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's sort of constantly narrating his own lab notes. Like Marvel yeah. Shockwave a little bit. Yes. For some reason, my brain paused. my brain was just like went off on a tangent. It's like he should be speaking more like Frasier. <laughs> like he should be more over the top, but he's he's just very clinical. Guys, come on, be nice, play nice. No, I mean it would have made sense if he was in the last episode because he yeah. really would have heard those blues of Colin because <laughs> because everybody was blue. Yes. Good colors. Or maybe it's just his inflection reminding me of Frasier. Anyway. 
Uh, and at some point, somebody says, "Scrambled Shannix all over my face." <laughs> what in the what name it, of Kaon happened? What is a crustacean to do? Anyway, so, uh, so you know they they are you know they obviously can't quite pursue him fast enough because he can turn into a submarine and none of them can swim. But the good news is they call up uh, they call up Denny and he has a boat. <laughs> I mean. Technically. Blur never got a third form? Uh, he did not. Unlike in the movie where he is a, her- a helicopter sometimes. What? For reasons. What? Wait, what? What movie? What? No, that was Drift, who is a helicopter sometimes. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. No, Blur Which is... Blur- that, that also would help. Blur is but. the one from the series where characters regularly have random additional alt modes. Or dinosaur modes. Yeah, dinosaur modes. He it would have been to... neat if he had a dinosaur mode. He could have bonded with Grimlock. Could have uh, Heatwave show up with his speedboat mode. Yeah. That would probably take longer to get here. Mm. Oh, and of course, the dock is fully automated. Fortunately, this dock is fully automated. <laughs> Oh, good news. Good news. <laughs> Another episode where we don't need human characters other than Denny and Russell. Yes. It does remind me a lot of uh, old Dragon Ball Z dubs where there would be, like, yes. massive urban damage going on and there would be, like, a newscaster or someone who they would dub in saying that everyone has been evacuated. Oh, it's Sunday. No one was here. <laughs> Until they got to when Cell showed up and he's sucking people to death. Well, also by then... It, 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 it's okay. Uh, there was a big roast beef sale at Arby's. Nobody was there. <laughs> by then, they had also stopped caring quite so much. I'm, I'm sure well, yes. by then, if they had gone to the underworld, they would not have changed the shirts to say H-F-I-L. <laughs> that was really clever, but though. I love Hiffles. <laughs> really clever. But, but yeah, by then, but yeah, it does kind of feel like just sort of, I don't know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Yeah, it's an automated dock. Mm. Sure. Maybe everyone went home for the day. That's fine. You could just say everyone went home for the day. <laughs> so yeah, Blur and Sideswipe get there, and of course, you know, Sideswipe is still extremely insecure about Blur trying to take over from him. And then Ragebite is just feeding packing peanuts into his bomb-making device. <laughs> it's swirling right and into course, them. He, and then of course Blur steps on some of them and makes the noise. Oh no! Mm. Crackle, crackle. So the rest, of the, the rest of the team gets there. He, he pretty easily evades them, gets into the river. But luckily, here comes De- here comes Drift with Denny's boat, which Denny's been very clear. He threatens to dissect Blur, which definitely seems yes. like more peril than he's ever going to encounter off in his own series. Yeah, uh, he, he used to like vaguely camp mad scientists <laughs> and those two crime druids. Yes. Maybe occasionally. Or a nautical trauma, but no official. Occasional volcanoes. Death might happen, but no one is threatening him with death directly. He's, mm. Yeah, not. It's not like like direct violence in the same no. way. So poor Blur, but he's fine. He's rolling with it. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of rolling with it, um, 
as a digression, it turns out I have some old Transformers I still haven't opened. Actually, I have a couple from Animated, but... Wow. Well, it was the Cybertronian versions of Prime and Ratchet from ah. Animated. I think I got them in Con or something, so they got them late. Mm. Uh, but turns out from Robots in Disguise, I had an unopened blur. Ooh. And I just opened him, and he's, he's very nice little. He, he is cool. Simple transformer. I didn't have to look at the instructions. I just did it. That's yeah. nice. It's like, that's not, that's a feeling I miss that, that with current toys, I don't usually get. It's like, you need to refer to the instructions because there's always one extra step that's like, wait, what? Why? There's always. These panels do not. Like, they, they're taking up the same space. How does this work? There's always a little, like, centimeter-wide flap somewhere that you yeah, need to adjust. Yeah, there's a tab adjust. somewhere you gotta get to adjust. But, no, it, it's like, he, he's a nice, simple little Transformer. He's he's a blue Mach 5, basically. He's a good little robot boy. Anyway, yes, back to the episode. And unlike my my new favorite rescue bot, Salvage, he is not like a hundred dollars on eBay. So yeah, no, he's a reasonable price. Well, it is another. I checked eBay before I opened the box. <laughs> it's like no, he's. I could get some money for them, but not a lot of money. I'll just open him instead. You'll just get the he, he fun will, instead. He he will join stuff on the top of my podcast desk display with most of the rest of uh, the rescue bot or the robots in disguise cast who wait am I actually missing anybody oh no I don't have drift of the main cast mm. anyway where were we oh yeah the boat uh, so so yeah they, they, they've got Denny's boat and he really doesn't want them to put a dent in it <laughs> <laughs> you fool pretty much See also all of your possessions that have been lent to these Autobots in the past, Denny. All or those just... dead beaver sculptures. Oh, R.I.P. Bucky the Breakfast Beaver. <laughs> Poor Denny. It's it's like being around my cats. Like, just... Yeah, so, so Sideswipe, you know, leaps on this boat, knocks Drift into the water, and Blur tags along as well. And, you know, he, he really tells... Sideswipe, I'm brilliant. Like, I don't think there's a quota for the number of guys on the team. I'm just trying to join the team. It's like, Sideswipe, yeah. calm down. Yeah, a lot of this episode is just people asking Sideswipe to please just be normal for once. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I started this episode with, like, oh, holy shit, there's two of them. And now it's like, wait, Sideswipe actually is the worst one. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, Sideswipe is all, oh no, there's two of us. They don't need. They don't need two of us. I guess. Um. Yeah. This is like a window into Sideswipe's insecurities. It's. It's really kind of. Kind of sad. He needs to go to therapy. Need <laughs> some. Like, what happened to him? <laughs> Why is he not okay? Anyway, so he the, during this chase, they straight up plow right into a boy. This boat is destroyed. Oh, yes, because they're fighting a scientist who can think and neither of them can. Yes. <laughs> he lures them into the buoy. Two orange tabby boys. The, you know, they're trying to grab onto him in submarine mode. He just knocks him off by going through, like, this old shipwreck or something. It is a pretty that impressive flip they do when they run the boat into a buoy and it yes. explodes beneath them. And Oops. 
so pretty so pretty quickly they end up uh he you know they end up at the crown city bridge he attaches his super bomb to it hmm. you know strong Str- Str- was telling people to get off the bridge by pretending to be the actual police Whoop, whoop. Hello, real cops. That's the sound of the police. <laughs> and also, cops? this uh, this bomb kind of has like the predator countdown on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's a weird ding ding countdown. It's important yeah. to make sure that you're counting down. You need to know. You need to advertise. And so, sideswipe kind of you know he kind of figures. Listen, blur. You rescue the people on the bridge because you do rescues. I'm gonna fight this shark guy because you don't really do that. Because I do fight. Because uh-huh. I have a sword and, and you don't. Although his toy comes with a gun. Yes, it does. Which is a little disconcerting. <laughs> I'm taking it away from him. He's going to rescue <laughs> you to death. Also, I I scribbled in my notes. As they both, as they are going after uh, the Sharktacon and, and getting in Denny's boat... Bumblebee yells after Sideswipe that that's not teamwork, and then Blur's like, I'm gonna go after him. He's like, that's not teamwork, not teamwork either. either. <laughs> Bumblebee is trying so hard with these children. Yeah. Dad Bumblebee is best Bumblebee. Because well, so any, anytime he's reprimanding them, like, the back of his brain is rewinding to, oh shit, I kind of did stuff like that. Not as bad, <laughs> but I did stuff like that. <laughs> So anyway. Meanwhile, Strong Arms got her spreadsheet open. <laughs> oh, this is this is going on the spreadsheet. Yes. Anyway, so Sideswipe does beat Rage Bite and Blur. Oh, oh yes, the fight choreography and the camera angles are noticeably really, really good here. Yes, like amazingly. Yeah, this whole good. episode just has generally very good direction. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. a a plus storyboarding and and all of that. Yeah, but it's pretty. It's just I I just noticed the fight scene like the posing like somebody was going all out like with the sword mm-hmm. fighting and the the flipping and the jumping and the camera. It, it was really good. Like I don't remember the last time I actually noticed how good the fight choreography was in this show or any Transformers to be quite honest. And the, the opening of this episode looks really great. It's sort of set at, like, sundown, and we're at, like, what you call magic hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael, what the time it always is in Michael Bay movies. Yes, that's right. My, in Michael Bay's world, it's either night or it's 24 hours of magic hour. <laughs> it is the perfect lighting for watching a big robot fight or for watching a hot chick's abs. <laughs> Possibly one with the other in the background. Entirely possible. Anyway, so he takes out Rage Bite. There's a huge explosion in the distance. Everybody assumes that, well, I, I guess it's a good thing he was only a recurring character on Rescue Bots. <laughs> he was one of the main characters. Why did they assume he's dead? <laughs> well, it was a big explosion. <laughs> He's very fast. That's his thing. It's in his name. And indeed, he was too fast for the explosion. So he's fine. Yeah. And uh, he's going to stick around a little. Yeah. And indeed, uh, he is now like Sideswipe's intern. (laughs) Oh, no. There are two of them. They convince Sideswipe that there is room on the team for both of them, and he doesn't need to feel so insecure. Hmm. 
he can calm down, and Blur can be his temporary intern. <laughs> yes. Maybe he'll behave for them. Considering Blur did not want to behave for the rescue bots. Yeah, so uh, so I, I, I enjoyed this episode. It's got a little bit of that rescue bots flavor. Yeah, there's um, a little bit I mean, human in peril, which doesn't yes. quite happen. And Blur is kind of a weird show. character to bring over to this show, but it's an interesting one that he is an interesting contrast with Sideswipe. Yeah, well, I well, like, who would be a better one to bring over? <laughs> Blades. I mean, just Blades would be out funny, 24/7. but he would be constantly freaking out. Like, Blades would just hide. He would just be <laughs> hiding at the junkyard every every time anything happened. I feel that he'd get along with uh, Fix It. Yes, yeah. he and Fix It would just be hanging out at the junkyard, like watching movies. Like, I guess you could bring Chase to bond with Strong Arm, or just Heatwave in general. But really, like. None of them quite fit. Blur fits because, oh, we already have one of those. <laughs> Let's contrast I mean, yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Strong Arm and Chase would be a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> they would, but I feel like they would probably drive everyone up a wall more <laughs> than even yeah. Blur and Sideswipe together will drive everyone up a wall. I kind I mean, of pe- feel like... People would definitely ship it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you could ship this, too. <laughs> but, what? Uh, yeah. I feel like the the good thing that Sideswipe and Blur can do is keep each other distracted so that they're not... <laughs> it's like getting another pet Yeah, for your pets. Like, sending Strongarm to rescue bots would make more sense. Yeah, I could see, because she's very, like, by the book. Hmm. Mm. She's a little more wholesome. Yes. There was the whole episode where she had this guilty secret and it was just going to a car wash. (laughs) (laughs) That is some Rescue Bots energy. Yes. Alright, so that... It'll be fun to have him on board for a bit. Yes, so that does it for this episode, which I think now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 Man Vaulting Horse Trio. Okay, we're doing gymnastics? Or possibly horses? Yes, last episode was a lot of stuff about the robots and Alien and they get a new upgrade thing. This is back to Kids endangerment episode. Yay! Yay! Child endangerment. I mean, that is a common thing. Like, I'm not as annoyed by it as I used to be watching Sentai, because I've seen a lot more, and I know when there's a bad one. This one isn't really bad, but the trio of school, elementary school boys who are having problems vaulting over a horse in their gym class is the B plot of this entire episode, and I don't have to talk about it at all. Because <laughs> it's just kids. Anyway. Kids don't matter. Uh, we all know this. But Except for at the beginning, they can't vault. They somehow get on a computer and ask the rangers for help in, we keep, we, we're bad at vaulting over this horse, could you help us? And then the rangers do, well... The Blue Ranger does for the rest of the episode. How? How? So it's Blue episode. How? I guess he's a gymnast or a gym teacher. 
I don't know. It, I it, see. Anyway, he shows up at the school, and then uh, what I first thought was like a seaweed monster with long seaweedy tentacles shows up, but he's an amoeba monster. Okay. Anyway, the the Blue Ranger kicks him, vaults over the horse, kicks the monster into a tree, it explodes into seaweed, and it is gone. But it is an atomic amoeba monster, so it can regenerate from even the smallest piece of itself, as you do. <laughs> and as the, the episode goes on, it keeps reviving itself. Like, Except for the very end, when they come by, they get into the giant robot, the Blue Ranger is fighting entirely out of uniform. He's not morphed. Oh. And he kills the monster three times in the episode, and it just keeps coming back. And it's very weird. It's like, okay, one, killing a monster unmorphed doesn't happen that often. Doing it three times is impressive. <laughs> and not just, like, three times in a row because it's the same shot multiple times no, for effect. The, the monster just... Go- well, no, the first time he kicks it into a tree, the second time... Well, first they go to a beach to practice more vaulting. The monster shows up again, and he gets in the little truck that they drove there in, rams into the monster, rams it off a cliff. The truck explodes. Sure. (laughs) The Blue Ranger jumped out in a nice dramatic stunt shot with a stunt guy, and the explosion kills the monster, but it, it reforms because it's not dead dead. And then, then it shows up again at the end of the episode because it's like, oh, I got to beat you one more time. You're very tough. And like, oh, the, the children actually matter because they saw him reform the second time. It's like, oh, yeah, the, the, he has like a little glowing spot on his chest. Maybe punch that. It's like, thanks, kids. I'm going to punch the glowing spot for massive damage. And that works. <laughs> and it explodes. Of course it but- works. That's why it's flashing. But after killing it three times, somehow there's still enough left that their giant Stay Puff Marshmallow Mecha can absorb the energy of that, turn into a giant version of that, and they beat it with the robot. Although they're not, they didn't use the combined robot they got from last episode. They're just using the new red blaster looking robot without combining him to beat him in like. Mm. He has guns on the robot, and he shoots one beam, which lifts the ro- the monster up into the air, shoots a second gun, and it just blows up. Which is weird, but it look- did look cool. And that's the episode. And I'm skipped almost entirely over the title B-plot of the children. <laughs> Yay! Good. So that was fun. Thanks. Like for for a episode that was largely <laughs> focused on children, it wasn't that bad, hmm. but it's entirely forgettable. Yay filler! Yes. Oh, speaking of which, we haven't mentioned our Discord in a while. Oh, oh yeah, we have yeah, not. We keep forgetting to plug it. We in. do indeed have a Discord. Yeah. Every Friday, I stream Tokusatsu. Currently, we're early in Metalder and near the end of Dynaman. So mm. I have been running a Mastodon server on Retro.Pizza. Uh, I set up an account for us there at Iacon Underground. Uh, I Which, and I keep forgetting to log into mine, except for on Sundays when we watch monster movies. I don't forget to log in because I run it. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you. You have more of a thing. I, I just 
log in to post about new episodes when they come out and watch. But I stuff. am going to go log into that account and uh, pin a link to our Discord. So mm-hmm. that is available. Because I'm not going back on Twitter. Twitter's successful. Twitter's terrible. I'm staying on Twitter until it becomes entirely unusable or explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I follow artists there and I do not want to lose them. And I don't think they're all going to Mastodon since half of them are Japanese. And they'll probably use an alternate pet. Well, I guess they'll go to Pixiv or something. Japanese Mastodon. Whatever the Japanese word is for Mastodon. Or maybe they'll just go back to 2chan, I guess. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, 2chan is, 2chan is different from 4chan. Not a lot, but it is. Mm-hmm. It isn't as bad. <laughs> it isn't as fascist. Oh, well, then. All right. I'm... It may be more nationalistic, though. But anyway, that's a digression I should cut. I out. am generating a link. I'm going to post a link to our Discord on that and pin it. And okay. yeah, that that will be a place you can find it at Icon Underground at Retro.Pizza. All right. Well, that does it for us for this week. But until, uh, you know, in, we'll be back with more robots in disguise next week. But until then, we are all over the internet. We do indeed have a Discord. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon to help with our hosting expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. For as little as a dollar a month, you can listen into our super fun monthly specials where we talk about latest Marvel movie once it's on streaming. Uh, we talk about random cartoons. We talk about random anime. We talk about random other things. Uh, I mean, and have we have we done a DC movie? We should do a DC. Movie. Should we I don't though? We have. <laughs> should we though? I want. I wanted to do one of them, but I forget which. Was it Black Adam? One. Do we want to see how the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change? Hey, I don't know. It's got the rock in it, so it might be fun. I guess that does make it. I mean, if we did that one episode of well, we did that one episode of Voyager that had the rock in it, but it also had That's Jeffrey true. Combs yeah. in it. Yes, oh, yes. So it had two help. connections to, uh-huh. in that case, Transformers Prime. Yes. I guess we could just watch an old uh, episode of DC Animated <laughs> with the question and Jeffrey Combs. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I've been catching that on uh, Toonami Aftermath occasionally. Uh, but yes, for April, we will be celebrating Earth Day with an episode of Captain Planet. Uh, so Yay. that. We have not recorded it yet, but that should be pretty fun, because, wow, that show. I think you, you picked an episode that's got, like, maximum stunt casting. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's one of the early season ones where everybody's... The, well, it's like we wanted to get an episode with Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. for some reason. Yes. I mean, because he's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. It's like, we, we could do Jurassic Park jokes. <laughs> Da, da, da. Yeah, I I realize that I've become Dr. Malcolm, and I do not care for it. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that will be a little bit later this month, and then next month we will be talking Quantumania, and we uh-huh. will expect Rob to have a full list of every character in that first sting. 
I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I have my notes here, and they're mostly about Katie O'Brien's abs in that movie, so we may okay. be out of luck. That's uh, honestly, that's fair. Well, I still haven't seen the movie. Oh, oh wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know the big spoiler, but other than I, spoiler, I just, I'm just, oh, that lady from who's also in, in Mandalorian. Yes. Okay. I didn't know her name. I'm just looking forward to watching it at home so I can squeal uncomfortably, like, at all of the relevant times, because it felt a little weird doing that, just being in the theater and being like, (laughs) (laughs) So she is giant lesbian bait. Well, I think she's an actual lesbian. Oh! I mean, that that works better for her. (laughs) I mean, I guess that does work better if that's who you're attracting. You you probably want to also be attracted back. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that is at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh-huh. And, of course, join us next week when we will uh, we'll be, uh, we've got a return visit from uh, one of our favorite Robots in Disguise Decepticons. Ooh. We do. We do. I didn't look at the next episode. We're, uh, we're, I do have let's just say favorites. we're on the road to Doratus. <gasps> <gasps> Fuck yes! The best boy! <laughs> so, in- like, seriously, like, oh god, it's like, if I would save one character from this show, it's him. <laughs> Bring him into a new show. Alright, so He's until so next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I want to go on the road to Duranus! Oh, wait, I've never seen the movie Road to El Dorado. Oh, People say it's good. That it's got, uh, what's it? Was it Kevin Klein? I have no idea. I know Rosie Perez is in it. Cedar, stop bothering Anastasia. She's. I need to get her. I need I, to record her purring. She's purring very loudly and chasing Anastasia around. <laughs> Come here, Cedar. I got so many cats. I'm about to have so many more. Yes. Well, I'm about to have two fewer. I have one fewer and a second fewer tomorrow. Anyway. Did we end the episode yet? (laughs) Okay, good.